and welcome to the week 10. I love it. That's my favorite intro. What's happening? WCBI, Miss 98 School Board preview show for high school football. Three weeks left, Brian. Just th- mm. thrice. And then there were three. Thrice weeks. <laughs> Perfect for Tenacious 3. Beef For team. sure. We're here to preview. Yeah. And we got some games, man. It's your boy, Brian. You got Mac. Shout out to Europe for the intro. <laughs> <laughs> and the Rocky films. <laughs> that used to get me hype when I was like man, seven. They all get me hype. Yeah. Anything with Sylvester Stallone gets me hype. Judge Dredd. Demolition Man. <laughs> Stop her, my mom will shoot. It's a great film, low-key. <laughs> low-key. The worst one. Uh, yeah, that was a good. That was terrible. That and Rhinestone with Dolly Parton. And they're on, film. like, Rambo 17 now. By yeah, the that and the Creed films are pretty good, though. Yeah, I mean, they really do a pretty good job there. Well, well, man, let's talk a little football. Let's. Let's do it. There's a good slate of games we got, this week. We got six that we've got on tap that we feel like are just the premier games that we need to highlight in the air that are going to mean something. And the best things are always on tap. So here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Starting right at the top. Huge game. Little monkey wrench thrown last week by the Aggies up there. Huh. This is a huge game huh. to start out. Boonville at Amory. Brian Kelly, you Long and Necker Field. For making, for making this one more important than it already was. I know. If it couldn't have been bigger, now it's gigantic for sure. Now, let's talk about this, and we may actually have mentioned it last week. I don't even remember. But we talked about trap games for Boonville and Amory, the two front runners in this division, uh, You know, potentially before they met this week. Uh, well, one of those traps happened. It and the other set. one was almost happening. And the other one almost Middleton happened. Middleton was up early in their game. Very, yeah. very close to happening. Um, as a matter of fact, we actually said that we felt like it was going to be a bigger trap for Boonville because it was a – or for Amory because it wasn't a rivalry game that right. had been played yeah. much. But Kossuth hung around. Brian called it. Got some turnovers second half. We're down 15 at the half. But – Nonetheless, we weren't. We're not here to talk about that game last week. You're talking about the other one. We're going to talk about the one this week, and this is what has been created. You now have Amory sitting atop the division at three and zero. You have Boonville at two and one, and Kasuth at two and one, and Kasuth has a head to head over Boonville. Mm-hmm. So here's what this creates: a Brian. one point win and a head to head. A one point win, which we'll discuss a little yeah. bit later why that matters, uh, but. We're in a situation now that this is a must-win game for Boonville. Reason being, they get to two losses, they're going on the road for the playoffs. I know. This is assuming how Nettleton shakes out. But this is going to be a whale of a game. I wholeheartedly expect Boonville now, – I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to bounce back and win this game no matter what because Amory is a very, very talented team that's on a roll right now. But – Boonville's got what it takes to win this game. We know that. They've been in a lot of nail biters this year. Uh, last second field goal about six, seven weeks ago to beat Ripley. Uh, have a good win over a Saltillo team that Brian and I watched that outsized them. And probably, I mean, I, I haven't seen Saltillo play outside of that game, but that might have been the best game Saltillo played all year. Absolutely. I mean, they look good. They were, they were up 20-6 to six in that game. Uh, you know, and, and Boonville's played a schedule where they're tested now. And obviously, a little bit bitter taste in their mouth from last week. Uh, keys to this game. Obviously... How I feel as a Mississippi State fan, get Cowan Hill the ball in space. I think for Boonville, you've got to get the ball to Davian Pierce in space. That's what's been their bread and butter. Uh, John Daniel Deaton has done a great job throwing the ball around the yard. Brian and I saw it firsthand. Mm-hmm. He, he, he can throw that thing a little bit. Yes, he can. Uh, for Boonville to be successful in this game, and it is at Amory, and you best believe that Longnecker Field will be absolutely rocking. Friday night. It'll be cold. It will be what Amory football is supposed to be. Have a good tailgate. Oh, yeah. They do it so right. 
Now, Brian and I have also seen Amory this year. I think if you're Amory, Brian, you stay the course. You yep. don't change a whole mm-hmm. lot because they look dang good the yep. night we saw. Yep. Pretty good defense. Get the ball to your playmakers and see what James happens. James Spratt, mm-hmm. Hunter Jones, uh, Young French. Yeah, Young French. Oh, I love that name. <laughs> I, I just had to say Either it. Either that or, I, I, that or Mr. French. <laughs> <laughs> that will be a headline in the Daily Journal before his high school career is over, Mr. French. For sure, for sure. <laughs> but they, they have they have some good skill guys over there. Yes, they do. And, um, man, I, I really think the key to the game has nothing to do with what's going to be on the field. I think it's going to be the ambiance and the atmosphere at Amory, Mississippi. Absolutely. I think that's going to be worth the three points for the win. You know? I, I think you're absolutely right. And this game may actually – I'm glad you said that. Really, really good coordinators on both teams. Mm-hmm. This game may be one in the press box. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. It, I mean, it's going to take some serious game planning. We know both staffs do a fantastic job. I really, I expect this one to go deep into the fourth quarter with not with with no real momentum, yeah. other than maybe a turnover. I could see the game being changed on, like you said, in the court by, in, the, in the booth. Which defense dials up a blitz at the right time? Yep. You know, a, a, a sack. Fumble, strip Which team kind of thing. Runs a reverse. Yeah, you know, act, it's, yeah, it's going to be sure. something crazy. But yeah. this will be a game to keep an eye on. It will, it will actually clear up the three A playoff picture yeah. for the whole area. We go with a bunch of murkiness right now. With after this game, it could be pretty much Ben like Stein clear eyes. Yes, sure. yeah, sure. Full hearts, Chris. All right, good will of fortune be, before ooh, and after. Man, that would be a great <laughs> man, McKinley. Y'all, I'm just going to say this: McKinley <laughs> and Gloria. It. Are the two best Wheel of Fortune. I thought Mary Lou Ball, my grandmother, was the best Wheel of Fortune person ever. McKinley is. I was sitting here at the house setting up the podcast equipment, and there was this puzzle. Two letters popped up, and McKinley was like, calling out the answer. I was like, man, they got just two L's up there. And he knew it. It was a five letter. Five. Well, it was a song, and it, it, it was the same number of letters in each word on both sides. That's right. It had, it, it had L twice. It, it had four L's, and that's all it had yeah. you want. Man. But anyway. Yeah. We're not here to boast. I'm boasting for you. (laughs) All right, second game, moving right along. Man, in this game right here. In 2001, this would have been the Ofer Bowl or the battle for last place, but it is Caledonia at South Pontotoc. And I am excited by this game, Max. Me too, man. And I'll say this. Technically, the game is for last playoff place. Yep, exactly. And it really is. Because they can't finish last in the division. Exactly. Absolutely. Um. You know, South has taken a beating, and they've played three. They they had to run the gauntlet of Shannon, Itawamba, and Pontotoc in, their in a row. first year in 4A. Yeah. And so, you know, they it's going to be tough. It is going to be tough. They're, they're, they're not going to, you know. But the winner of this game gets the fourth seed in the playoffs. You can, And you said this game is at South? In Springfield. Oh, Folks, Brian and I mentioned to you when the, we, we highlighted this game a couple weeks ago, when the, their first 4A game. Yeah. And they uh, – we wanted you to be out there to support these kids. I know this is not the season, obviously, that everybody wants. And we even said that that night. This is not going to be the thing you want. I mean, Right. Yeah. But th- we've also mentioned that this is the game that you, you you needed to be pointing to. I fully expect Spring Bowl to stand up. Right I think tonight. it's going to be a good game. I do, I too. Really, I think all the eggs are in that basket. You know, well, and I, and I, I, I think Coach Cook mm-hmm. can tell his kids this week, guys, this is a ground-and-pound offense – we are going to spend every single ounce of our energy filling gaps this week, figuring out tendencies, watching their film from X amount of games, and we're going to do whatever we got to do to stop the run. Yeah. If we can do that, it's going to give us a chance. It's going to give them a chance. And, you know, like you said, it could be a turnover here, turnover there. These teams, the way their numbers shake out, a key injury on each side of the ball early could change the outcome of the game. Absolutely. So, uh, man, I'm going to say this. I'm not going to make a prediction, but I, I'm actually going to hope. 
and as as biased as, as unbiased as we're supposed to be, I'm just going to say this. I hope the Cougars win. I, I, as, as I alum, have no problem with you doing I, that. I mean, I hope they pull one off. It would be a really big deal for them. And I, and I love the Caledonia coaching staff. And I'll tell you this. They reach I'm going to be us. proud for whoever wins. Yeah, I am too. It's going to be Because they haven't been a playoff team in a while. So I'm, I'm actually going to be really, really excited for whoever gets a yeah, chance. I would just, man. To go to probably Greenwood in the first round. Yeah, but, <laughs> but so you get what? there. Yeah, you get it's there. It's a building block for your program. Man, if those clock, if the clock strikes zeros on Friday night and South Pontotoc is one, there will be no place in the area like South Pontotoc, like Springville or it Randolph. Be, It'll be insane. It will be the win of the year in the area that nobody's talking about. Yeah, yeah. in that game, and that'll be cool. In that game. In that game, cool. I'm excited about that. So, uh, folks, Caledonia, you're going to travel well. Yes, they South Pondock's going to fill it up. Caledonia fans, as you're coming this way, do us a favor. Stop at the Fish House on Highway 41 or go to the Seafood Junction. It is on your way. You're welcome. There, there's no way you can get to Springville without crossing if you come if you come through Oklahoma up forty five, you gotta cross forty one. You'll be, mm-hmm. be on forty one on your way. If you go on fifteen. If you go on fifteen, you'll pass the seafood junction. So no excuses. No excuses for sure. We're gonna keep tab I'm gonna call both restaurants, both establishments to see if they had any Caledonia fans in on Friday night. If they didn't, your principal will be getting a call from me on Monday. If they didn't, you're gonna get a not so friendly shout out on the scoreboard show Friday night. Most certain, <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, here we go. Moving right along to another game with a little bit of playoff seating implication: Houston and Hatley. Now, this is not one sneaky good game. It, th- this is not one that we figured early on because Houston was not banged up when the season started. Mm, no, so we just assume you know Houston they're going to roll in this game when it gets to it because that, that, we're not even talking about it because it wasn't on our radar. But now here you are. You're looking at possibly thinking, all right, this is going to settle a 3-4 deal. Yeah. Knoxville, clearly the the clear-cut team in the division. You've got Choctaw County, who has, you know, had a big win over Houston last week. They're in. Houston is likely in, but this may decide whether they're going to somebody's one, somebody's three, or somebody's two. You know, could mean a lot. Right. With, with, with a lot of games left in the season. Hatley kind of been flying under the radar. They don't have just a signature win yet. Uh, they've been on the road. They've played some tough teams from smaller classifications, played Smithville. Won a couple rivalry games won in the Won a couple rivalry games. Uh, big win over Aberdeen. Uh, you know, and I know Aberdeen's not what they were, but give them time. They've still got incredible athletes. So that game had to have been a task. I expect Hatley to pull out all the stops, and I hope for Houston that they're healthy and they can find rhythm. Yeah, for sure. But I do think that there's room for both of these teams in the playoffs. I think this is going to be a really good game. Um, I could see this game being in the teens. I, I, I think so, too. I mean, you know, I mean it's kind of whoever has uh, the ball longer. You know, I hate to speak time of possession, but that's so boring. But yeah. this could be one of those games. And, and, and crucial for An Hatley. old school Big Ten kind of game. Really, you know really I mean? crucial for Hatley. Uh, they'll be a little undersized. They'll be a little out-athleted. But when you've got a scheme like that, mm-hmm. it can keep you in a game if you can hang on to the ball. You, yeah. can, you can shorten the game up, in other words. Yeah, so, for sure. This is going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Um, all right, here we go. Another big one here in the area for uh, some seating implications. North Pontotoc at Aberdeen. Another. That was, yeah, well, actually, they're in their break. You forgot. North Pontotoc's in 4A. Oh, that's right. That's but they've right. been that's, in the same division as Aberdeen right. for yeah. 30 yeah. years. No, you're so right. Yeah. Totally so. see why you, yeah, I thought they were the same one. Yeah, you're right. You're totally right. This is the, the reason that, that I think this we This is going to be homecoming. Is this homecoming? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but North Pontotoc, and we, we didn't really think this, you know, they're a dangerous three right now going to the playoffs. That they division are, is just about settled. With Corinth's big win over New Albany last Friday night. What is settled is they are awesome. Oh, dude. Man, that is settled. Dude. Anyway, I'm I, 
I felt bad just because I know the stubble fields personally, and I, I really felt bad because, like, they do a good job, but there's nothing they could have done. No. Their kids played hard. That was an avalanche rolling downhill. hundred percent. Yep, that's what it was. But, he, but no, no kidding. I didn't mean to get you sidetracked. No, no, it's fine. Uh, and my bad to the the MHSA for not recognizing the uh, classification change. <laughs> they're bad for all their stuff that they. That do. and the Walker Moreland are two big old snafus on my part. It's okay. Let's go. Keep going. <laughs> Both are going to continue on. Yeah. But you know, New Albany with a big win over over uh, North Pontotoc two weeks ago, nineteen right. to nothing. It established them as the two. Mm-hmm. Corinth's the one. North Pontotoc is likely the three. This is a game where I think they really, really figure out some offensive things in terms of you know they've been kind of vanilla. You know they they're they're kind of learning as they go on offense. They got a brand new starter, sophomore T.J. Polk, who you know the last four years you've seen. Corley Hooper, you've seen Clark Mills. Mills, you know, you've seen Brooke Shannon, Marcus Green. There's been somebody on offense say, man, that guy's good. That guy's a player. This year it's on the defensive side of the ball for them. They've been really, really stout defensively. I fully expect that to continue Friday night, but I also expect them to put some wrinkles in their offense. I like that. They're they're preparing. The coaching staff's one of the best in the area. It really uh, is. They understand that uh, if they're the three, they're going to have to go on the road. They're getting ready to play somebody's two. Exactly. I, I don't know how it shakes out, but it would be you'd be hard pressed to find a better coaching staff. You know what I mean? As an underdog go into on the that road, situation. yeah, sure. So I mean, and I, I think that that's another reason I think we highlighted this game is because Aberdeen's not a tough place to play. No, it gets you out of your comfort zone a little bit. Crowd might be a little thin this time of year with basketball season yeah. coming up. It starts, you know, pretty but soon. But nonetheless, they could find themselves in a similar situation in the playoffs. You may maybe yeah. travel into the Delta, mm-hmm. maybe traveling, you know, in central Mississippi somewhere to play somebody that, that they're not real familiar with. I just think this is going to be a good game for them. I expect them to win big, but I do expect them to it, – it's going to be a weird-looking scoreline. They may win 47 to nothing. And we're like, man, Aberdeen's improving. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. You know, but I, I, I think that we're going to see some stuff this Friday night. I, this yeah, game. I think this is one of the few games this year where North really gets to uh, – Put a bunch of points on the board. I think so, and too. I, and I think they'll probably take advantage of that. It's going Absolutely. Forward. All right. Oxford at Olive Branch. Whew. Man, oh, man. We're about to turn around for Olive Branch. You know, and and this is – for anybody in the Olive Branch area that listens, listens to this, I did not mean to disservice Olive Branch when I picked Tupelo to beat them. Now, I'll say this. To, I preface with that to say this. When they played Tupelo, Tupelo was out nine starters with the flu. Now, Tupelo's a talented team. And I still feel if they had those nine starters, I mean, it was a it was a one-score game. Yes. I feel like if they had those nine starters, they'd probably still win that game. But what it has created is a de facto division championship between Olive Branch and Oxford. Now, Both undefeated in the division, right? Uh, Olive Branch is two and one. That's right. That's Olive right. Olive Branch yep. is two and yep. one. Yep. Oxford's yep. three yep. and oh. You're but right. with a head-to-head. The head-to-head, head, yeah. Um, and they've, they've, they've both got the wins over teams that they need to. Now, here's where Tupelo can throw a wrench in this. Tupelo runs the table – Olive Branch beats or this game really affects Tupelo more so than any and Horn Lake more so than anything outside of Oxford and, and Olive right, Branch yeah, being the one and two. Absolutely. That's probably mm-hmm. what's gonna happen. Uh for there's actually no scenario now where Tupelo can be the one. Because they can't, Olive Branch they can't has jump the that head of Tupelo. Yep. Uh but as far as the game is concerned. I know Starkville rolled Oxford pretty good in the game they played. Early, Outside yeah. of that, Oxford's a seventh-ranked team in the state. Uh, they have pretty much rolled everybody else, minus a fourteen to ten win over Horn Lake this past Friday We're night. We're improving Horn Lake, which is yeah, you know, and, and defensively, Horn Lake's a real deal. Yeah, you know, and, and what's uh, Jared Redding called us in Friday night. 
said that uh, Oxford had negative 12 yards of offense mm-hmm. at halftime. So, obviously, they're not invincible. Uh, Olive Branch has the athletes to match it. They They've do. got a couple of SEC they guys themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Javon Banks, uh, defensive player signed with, or committed to Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. And on the Oxford side, you've got uh, J.J. Pegues, what a lot of people <clears throat> consider a top two, three player in the state. He's uh, got offers running out of his ears. Uh, this is going to be a good game. <laughs> no, I agree. I'm sorry also to Olive Branch for bagging on you really hard since like 2005 for underachieving. You have. <laughs> I have hard. Here's your opportunity for, for Brian to quit. <laughs> yes. So if you decide, if you want me to quit bagging on you for uh, having great football players and underachieving, then win this game this week, truthfully. Because uh, if you win this week, you're, like you said, the de facto division champ. You're going to yeah. be hosting a playoff game. And, man, anytime you play at Olive Branch on a Friday night – and it's tough to beat them. You know, I mean, Absolutely on the road, on the road, they never seem to be quite as focused. But when they're up there, they, they're just a different team. If they're this really game are. was in it's Oxford, hard. I wouldn't give them a chance. Yeah, for sure. But because it's in Olive Branch, and I think they can go athlete for athlete mm-hmm. with them, quarterback play is going to be huge. Yes. Uh, you've got uh, John Moore mm-hmm. at Oxford. I think he. I actually think he is a Navy. Uh, commit. I don't know if you can commit to Navy. I think you just got to go to the uh, Navy. Uh, Pointy. Yeah, he's a yeah, but he's uh, obviously he's probably going to play football there. for sure. If they don't uh, ask him to play football, they're missing. Then the Navy's out. got an issue. <laughs> this is not to slight our military servicemen and women. We appreciate all you do, <laughs> but, but I'm you, just but saying, football team. As far as your football team is concerned, Ken Niamamahalamanatuo, whatever his name is, uh, I just, you need to be. I just call him Kenny. Kenny, <laughs> Kenny Knee, big, big time Kenny Jims. <laughs> But anyway, uh, fantastic game on the men. I, I This may be the actual best matchup player for player in the area. Last team scores wins. I like it. Last team has ball wins. I say that every week. I hope you never catch that. Whoever is uh, <laughs> whoever's winning when the clocks go to zero. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean the team with the ball last winning. Man, I always say that. Golly, I wish somebody would call me out. All right, man, this is – I think this – I mean, of all the games we have circled, I really think this is going to be the best game of the week coming up. It's our game of the week. Which one are you thinking I'm about to call out? TCPS Smith? Absolutely. Ain't no question. Absolutely, yeah. I, I, was, I was thinking so, you, you uh, might think about Pontotoc Itawamba, but I was going to go with P- uh, TCPS and Smith for sure. Let, well, let's say Game this. of the week. There, there there, are three games that have more playoff implications. And, you know, one we already mentioned, Amory and Boomble. And then, of course, we've got TCPS Smithville and Pontotoc and Itawamba. Mm-hmm. Pontotoc Itawamba is going to decide the division. Right. Smith, but, but more importantly, Smithville TCPS is probably the one matchup where it's important for the winner because the other has an – I mean, this is probably for the four seed. Right. But whoever that four seed is has got a really good chance to win a road football game against a one. For sure. And the reason I think this is the game of the week and that you and I have chosen because, like you said, Pontotoc get a one, but that's deciding the division. Yeah. This game is deciding who is going home. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Exactly very well right. could be. And there's so much importance here. I mean – Because you're probably getting not one extra game, but two. Yeah, you're either going to be, like you said, the four seed, probably beating somebody's one, or not making the playoffs. That is an insane scenario to think about. I know. I mean, How we, tough is that division? Yeah, we could play two more games. You know, a team like TCPS or Smithville with their tradition, when they get hot in the playoffs, right matchup team gets banged up. I they could be in the, the last – I mean, yeah. That I would – if I'm a defense – and let's, let's just – and I want to really, really delve into this one a little bit. TCPS lost 34-33 to to Noxipater, who – is a statewide one A contender. Yeah, who very well could win. They, the they missed a t- an extra uh, two point conversion mm-hmm. to 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 lose. I mean, so like this division is no, you, you know, Smithville lost to Knox Pater in overtime. Uh, both teams put up points on Nanawaya. Uh Smithville lost a close one to West Lounge mm-hmm. last week. So like this is 
th- this game right here, folks, it would not shock me at all to see a lower-seeded Division one one a team make it fur- further than a higher-seeded one one a team. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It totally could happen. Happens all the time in basketball. They're oh, absolutely. In this division for sure. Let me say this, too. This is the one – Nanawaya gives it to their best, best athlete. They're going to run the ball 40 times a game. Knox Pater probably has the best player in the division in Katie Carter. Mm-hmm. These two teams are the two – maybe the two only 1A teams in the state that can actually drop back and sling that ball around the yard. Yep. Kai Holiday, I think, has like <laughs> 4,000 yards passing at this point. He's thrown for miles worth of yards. <laughs> Literally. And then Michael Campbell probably runs the most unique multiple offense in 1A. Yeah. So do not yeah. be shocked if this game is played in the 40s, even 50s, because these two teams really know how to put points on the board. And if you don't have a game to root for this weekend – Go to go to Smithville. You'll be glad you did. Oh, it, and the atmosphere. We're going to do our very best to do a double dip. Amory Boomville for a little bit. Smithville TCPS for a little bit. And find somewhere good to eat Do we between. have to eat twice in one night? Well, three if you count Jimmy's Seaside. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, we're, we're going to eat something Friday night. I'm going to save up some cows yeah, for this. Yeah, man. Goodness gracious. But, no, this, this, this game, man, you could go on about the individual players. This has developed into a unique little rivalry between these two schools. Um, one thing that does need to be pointed out that has nothing to do with football, these two teams have gotten together. Last year, I think, was the, maybe, the fir- maybe the first or second time they've ever done it. But they get together and they raise money with each school to donate to a Make-A-Wish kid. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if anybody else in the state is doing anything like that. Shout out to Coach Campbell and shout out to Coach Holiday for putting this thing on. Last year, I think they raised a little over $14,000 and got to give two kids their wish. Absolutely incredible to use the platform of high school football to do something for the greater good. Yeah, man, I'll, you know, kudos to them. Uh, speaking of the whole Make-A-Wish thing, one of my favorite things on ESPN is the Make-A-Wish oh. stuff. Uh, you can't watch it without tearing up. I, ca- I cannot take it, every the, single one. There's nothing beats the, the joy of a child. Nothing. You know what I mean? Uh, Especially a child going through whatever yeah. a Make-A-Wish child. Yeah, so, and, and I'll just go ahead and say this. Um, even though it's a football preview podcast, if you have a little expendable income and you want to find a good cause to maybe throw a few dollars or a couple quarters at this weekend, this would be a good one for you to check out. Absolutely. You can, will. And, and matter of fact, I'm going to take some cash to the gate just so we can drop some in. Between games, yeah, for sure. Before we go to the game, absolutely, absolutely. Shout out to them for doing that. Well, wrapping up here, our last featured game of the week, uh, one that's, um, I have never. you don't find many rivalries like the Pontotoc at Awamba rivalry. This, the, you know what I love? And it, people don't get how intense it is, whether it's on the baseball <laughs> field, the football field, the basketball court. It is an intense – man, talk about it, Mac. Well, let me say this, Brian. Working at Pontotoc for five years, this is a game I'm always just like, oh, man, mm-hmm. here come the Indians. Mm-hmm. You know, it, <laughs> I, I'll say this. This game is an excitable game for both towns. In other words, Pontotoc knows what's at stake. Itawamba knows what's at stake. Now, let's let, let's talk about this a little bit. Itawamba is ro- just rolled. I mean, they're 9-0. and They have not really had much adversity from anybody. Uh, you know, we went to the Houston game, even though Houston LB was a little banged up. Not much it, resistance. It, Itawamba didn't have much resistance that game. Nobody yet. Shannon came the closest has figured out the way to stop Day-Day Sistrunk, Ike Chandler, and now Tay Chandler. Little, little Chandler. So, 
if there's ever a coaching staff that I've got confidence in to put together a game plan, Mickey Map, Marty Warren, <laughs> they will have the best possible plan. Now, can they execute it? I have no idea. But they, they will have the absolute best possible plan of how to stop this. I agree. And, and I think if you're, you know, defense is going to be the name of the game in this one. These are two teams that – People were kind of forgetting about Itawamba because I think if you highlight the four it teams in the North and 4A, Greenwood, Louisville, Corinth, and Itawamba, I think a lot of people are thinking Itawamba's that fourth team. So they've kind of lost a little bit of luster in terms of, well, yeah, but they'll lose to somebody. This is a statement game for Itawamba. If they really, really want to make a statement, they come out and wallop Pontotoc. So they're kind of drifting in the wrong – I don't want to say the wrong direction because they're undefeated but they're drifting in the forgotten-about-undefeated direction. Pontotoc, on the other hand, is absolutely on fire right now. Uh, Rowan in division play have beaten their lesser opponents. Uh, this all started with a, a home game against Ripley, which mm-hmm. was out of division. and it's, it, they, they started out 0-4. They're 4-0, possibly the hottest team in the area right yep. now. I think they figured some stuff out at quarterback. Man, I, know that, I just know that Friday night when they call this scoring to us or we find it on Twitter, we're going to go, whoa. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who's going to win. I won't be surprised either way. I, mean, I would you know, not be shocked. Um, you know, when you when you think about the way football seasons work out and records and how you know teams they win, they win some, they lose some. It's a it's always like a percentage and numbers game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Eventually you lose. Yeah. I mean, like it just happens. Somebody's got your number. Sometimes they're better yeah. than you. Sometimes they're not as good as you. Sometimes they're equal. Sometimes you just ain't got it, as they say. Yeah. I feel like there's a, if there's a time for them to ain't got it or drop one, it's going to be this week. Itawamba, that is. And it's, I, mean, it's I, I don't know if it will say that, but because it just I think Pontotoc has actually won three or four straight in this. Yeah. And before that, Pont- or Itawamba had won like five or six straight. Mm-hmm. So a lot of streakiness to this rivalry. I think this may be the year where we could see Pontotoc continue that streak, or maybe Itawamba starts a new streak yeah. of where they win three or four in a row. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless. I'm more excited about this game than I am any of the games in the area. I agree. I agree. Being in Itawamba is a big deal. Home, home field advantage is a really nice turf they got over oh, there. Oh man, yeah. Uh, it's, it's almost like a golf course. It's like, it's like Tiger Woods backyard. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's really sweet. Um, you know, this is going to be probably one of the only times all year, and I'm going to make a prediction here. Uh, Itawamba has a better probably record, better team, but I'm not sure they have the best player. And even though. Hobbs' numbers are not probably what Day Day's and, and Chandler's are because he doesn't touch it all the time. Right. He's He could be the best player on the field. You know what I mean? I'm just and saying. do that. not be surprised if you're going to this game Friday night to see him in turn get more touches. Yep. You may see some Wildcat. You may see some stuff where they split him out some right around the ball snapped, yep. some jet sweeps, some buck sweeps. And he's going to play both sides. Mm-hmm. We know that. Matt – Pound for pound, I mean, I look at the matchups. I look at the linebacking core for Etiwamba, and I look at the skill guys for Pontotoc. Offensively, just to really break this down, I look for Pontotoc to try to put some of those guys out in coverage. Cover your Trez Vaughns and Pico Townsend of the world, your Kate Armstrongs of the world. I expect them to have to try to cover those guys on slants. Uh, for Pontotoc, I really expect them to stack the box mm-hmm. and play man-to-man bump and run and make – Day-Day Sistrunk throw the ball over the top. With colors and have uniforms and athletes on each side of the ball, it's going to look like a high-end scrimmage. I mean, you know what I mean? That's like, a, Yes. I mean, similar that's, that's color schemes. That's a great, great way to Their to athletes look pretty similar, you know what I mean? And uh, that's what it's going to look and like. And to, to not disservice either team, 
we talk about North Pontotoc having one of the better coaches. Have, and there's so many good po- coaching staffs in the area. Itawamba and Pontotoc, if you look at both of these staffs, you're talking about guys that played Division One college football up and down each roster, mm-hmm. pedigrees from former parents, coaches. This one will be – I mean, this is a Monday night. They started thinking about this game Friday night when the clock's hit zero. Yep, you're so, right. So, folks – Check this one out Check if you got out. nowhere else to go. Be somewhere be somewhere in Itawamba or Monroe County yeah. <laughs> Friday night because there's three games right within an arm's reach that you could go check out, and all of them are not – none of them are going to disappoint. And uh, folks from Pontotoc, as you're traveling to Itawamba, you should go see our fine folks at the, yes, the, the Country, Country Gentlemen. Gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Tell them Mac and Brian from the Miss 98 Scoreboard Show sent you, and they, uh, well, they got uh, Nana up front. Nana up front. The place is 40 years old. And Bev, Beverly? Bev. Yeah, so if you ask for Beverly and holler at Nana or Mama up there, you'll be taken care of for sure. She's, they're they're going to treat you like kings. Uh, and she goes, oh, yeah, I remember those guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted a lot of onion rings. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, make sure you check that out. So, all right, man, that, those are, that's a big slate of games. We're good, gonna, good games. We're going to run through them here, and um, we're going to go through these pretty fast. And McKinley, whenever he feels like interjecting, he can. Whenever I feel like interjecting, I will. So here we go. Starting at the top. Alcorn Central at Nettleton. Nettleton, bounce back big. Bounce back big there, yeah. Um, Ashland at Myrtle. Week three of the AI Nugent show <laughs> in the Gene Phelps World Tour. <laughs> <laughs> These two have just been a match made in heaven. I fully expect Gene to be at this game now, and I'm sure he's probably talked to AI at this point. Like, hey, man, you want me to come back? Yeah. Well, considering I have 680 rushing yards in the games you show up to, yeah. yeah. They might carpool to the game. <laughs> Myrtle Big. Myrtle Big. Uh, Belmont at Kasuth. Bahia at High Springs. Now, let me tell you something about Bahia at High Springs. <laughs> Bahia is going to win the football game. Um, is that High Springs? That's going to be the most fun of any of the games. In That's, the area. It's going to be the most fun of any of the games in the area. And I'll also say this. Any Friday night in January in the past 30 oh. years – that would be the best basketball game you've ever been to. If you missed the football game this Friday night because of temperatures, don't miss the basketball games. Don't miss games the basketball games for sure, for sure. Um, let's see here. we got Coyote Academy at Columbus Christian. Columbus Christian, now the time has come. Center Hill at Saltillo. The sneaky good. Sneaky good. Uh, Center Hill's probably the favorite there, but it's at Saltillo. It's late in the year. You never know. Don't sleep on I'm it. I'm not. I'm not. So to Central at Tupelo, let's just go ahead and say this. Uh, there, I don't know how many yards Tupelo wants to put up the Friday night, but whatever it is, they'll have, the have to do it. Let me say this too real quick, Brian. We don't talk about them because they're local and that's mm-hmm. you know, the largest school in the state. Tupelo is a very, very dangerous 3-4 seed. Oh, man. Because yeah. offensively, they can roll with anybody. And their coaching staff is just as good it's as anybody It's top-notch, man. So, I saw yeah. those guys today, and they're they're fired up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, let's see here. East Webster at Eupora. Faulkner at Biggersville. Hamilton at French Camp. Somebody's got to win that now, game, hold, hold on. Do we break the streak this week and get a call from Dallas Flippo? I like French Camp by field goal. <laughs> Another week. Anyway, uh, let's see here. Hebron Christian at Humphreys Academy. Jay-Z George at Bruce. I'm going with H to the Izzo there. Uh, Lef- I like Bruce. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, Lafayette at New Hope. That's going to be oh, uh, it's, it's almost basketball season over there. Yeah. Um, Marshall Academy at Lee Academy in Mississippi. Uh, Morville at Shannon. Um, I'm going to say this. Shannon won sixty to seven last week over South Pontotoc. I think. Um, I think they're kind of trying to prove a point right now. I do too. Uh, I think they they feel like they let that Itawamba game yeah. slip. Mm-hmm. 
Shannon, another really, really dangerous team in a couple of weeks. Usually, a lot of times, and ending up, you know, whether it's your, your sports, like football or basketball, where you uh, you lose a close game, coaches will come in sometimes and say, to heck with it. We're putting the pedal down. We're not stopping. I don't care if we score 100 points, whatever we're doing it. I think that's what Shannon's doing. And Daryl right Carter's one of them. Yep, yep. That, I mean, and, that's a good thing. You Don't turn it down. And to not get too far ahead of ourselves, we'll be talking about another game involving Shannon next week with a team we just talked about that may have crazy implications. Yep. Considering what happens in Fulton Friday night. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of – Shannon has a lot of good athletes. I, I like what they do. And this is this time of year, you know, Shannon's going to hurt somebody's feelings. It's coming up. up. Coming up. Um, let's see here. New Albany at Tish County. Yeah. Uh, bounce back win for New Big Albany. Win. Oak Hill Academy at Winona Christian. Bounce back win for Winona Christian, I think. Uh, Coach Graham. They, uh, they've lost two in a row. Coach right? Graham ain't used to losing two in a row. No, he didn't lose three. Coaching. He didn't lose three. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they did play Kirk, which was a rivalry. Sure. And then Pillow Academy is one of the best schools Absolutely. in the state. Um, Starville Academy at Jackson Academy. Huge game. Huge game. This is like um, – it's kind of the elite of the elite mm-hmm. of the academy schools. Not just in football, baseball, basketball, you name it. Just in academics and everything. And really, it's, it's two schools that are pretty big. Mm-hmm. MAIS schools and their part of the world. I mean, I think Jackson Academy is the largest MAIS school in the state. They were at one time. Them and MRA and Prep were always kind of bouncing oh, yeah. back and forth. Yeah, but you know, it's 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 one of those deals where it's kind of yeah. our MRA part of the state the versus your part budget. of the state. Yeah. You know, so Starkville Starkville Academy got a lot to prove. You know, they uh, I think they lost to Heritage last week. Uh, they so did. I I expect this uh, to be a much better game than people anticipate. In other words, it'll go to the wire. Yeah, uh, Starkville Heritage Pilla. Indianola Academy, Mag Heights, always viewed as like the big schools in the north that yeah. traditionally win games, you know, stuff like that. And there's more MAIS teams in the Jackson area in the south. Yeah, so they're kind of forgotten about. And, and speaking as a person who played at MAIS school in junior high, my dad coached in several of them around the area. They always feel like the redheaded stepchildren up here. Yeah. Like they view them as the haves and these folks up here as the have nots. That's right. Uh, we don't recruit up here. I mean, I mean I'm just being honest. Right. You know, you, it's you, just our area. You take the kids that kind of come in your area who don't want to go to the public school That's down right. there. They have it's club kind teams. Of a yeah, it and is. And you'll see a lot of kids that may be going to prep that mm-hmm. the next year they go to Jackson Academy, yeah. and they totally can because of. You'll also see a lot of kids going to Northwest Ranking the next year going very, to Jackson Very, very true. I understand <laughs> that on the soccer side of things. <laughs> it I happens promise. quite a bit. You get that. You it's totally very, very unfortunate. <laughs> it is. It is. For us have nots. <laughs> for us have nots, for sure. I mean, you got to coach what shows up on the school bus, yeah, but it's part of it. But that's going to be a really good game. It's going to be a really yeah. good game. Uh, I feel like Heritage is the class and and Pillow. So this is like a second level game. Yeah, right now. I agree. Um, let's see here. Moving on here, we got uh, whew, Strayhorn at Walnut. Strayhorn's been hot now. Stray big win over Mantachi. Big win, big, big win over Mantachi. Uh, it, it, Walnut. It's at Walnut, so I, I favor them there. They're going to have the I best players on the field. And I, I think they're I think they're going to get they're going to find some good stride after that loss to East Union. They've yeah. kind of rolled a little bit. But I'll tell them don't sleep on Strayhorn because. Um, a desperate team is always a scary team late in the year. You know what I mean? They've, so, they've, they've won a, they just won a division game. they just game. clinched a playoff. Program. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I mean, they're looking now, man, maybe we can get that three seed. That's a, well, they, they have nothing to lose because they know they're in now. Yeah. And so. they actually, and truthfully, I've, I've talked to some folks about the Strayhorn roster. They said they actually have a, a pretty good roster for that class. You know, usually their their athletes' numbers are kind of low, but yeah. they said this is a good group, good group coming through. Shout out to my buddy Jim Tom Copeland. Yeah. He's a Mr. Everything over at, at Strayhorn. He's head baseball coach, I think assistant AD, assistant football, maybe head soccer. Yeah. He does it all. Shout out to yeah. him. I've been, here, I've been hearing the, the athletic department's kind of a little bit on the up and up over there right I think now. so. So, taking a while, but but they're getting there. Um, let's see here. Thrasher at Coldwater. I'd like to speak to this one real quick. Uh, no, I really don't. Moving on. Vardaman at Nanawaya. Another one. Out, nope, I'm going to move right along. West Lounge at Oklahoma. Man, I tell you what, 
I'm just thankful to get a man, I tell you what. <laughs> I was about to say, West Lines at Oklahoma. Man, I tell you what, that West Point Columbus game looks interesting below it. That's what I was going to say. Man, <laughs> if only Oklahoma could get Jaquarius Stanton back for just this one game. I played pickup ball the other night over at St. James with a buddy of mine named Ty. He coaches basketball and football over at Oklahoma. Okay. I can't remember Ty's last name, but he's about my age. Tremendous athlete when he was there. And, sure. I, asked, and I asked him, I said, man, how y'all this year? He said, man, you know, uh, we lost a lot last year. And I said, oh, really? Who'd you lose? He said, Jaquarius Stanford. <laughs> That's the only name you mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, lo- we lost a career 6,000 yards and a – 2,000 point score <laughs> so I mean, that's that's what we lost yeah we lost Mr. Okalona but it's cool but yeah. uh I like West Lions to win that one um but you know that's just Okalona on a Friday night's always fun absolutely it, it is it is and then like I said the, the last one of the week for us West Point at Columbus another one West Point Island Hill's not walking yeah. through that door yeah West Point's gonna win this game but I'll say this Columbus had a huge win last week they also have a former West Point assistant on their roster. So, this year, teacher's going to get the best of people, and probably next year, too. But give it two or three years, this game will get back to being important. It will. And the reason I like to I like this game, like in terms of just looking at it, because, I mean, I love proximity rivals. And there's none no. other like any in the state than that Golden Triangle area. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to go ahead and tell the folks of West Point, uh, you know all what's going on in Columbus. But uh, if you feel froggy. Going over to Jay Broussard's and drop your debit card, or walk across the street to Huck's place and have a really good time. So you can't if, go wrong. Uh, y- if you do go, call us because yeah. I got to hear about this yeah, for sure, for sure. But anyway, yeah. Um, open date this week: Cone City and Mantachi. Uh, Mantachi bet desperately needed. Yeah, one. and everybody else in two A needed Cone City to take an open week. They're everybody else in two A needs Cone City to take the rest of the season off before the playoffs. No stride. It's that time of year. But anyway, folks, um, safe travels to everybody going to and fro this week. Um, Weather's getting a little different, getting colder. Bundle yeah. up, flu season coming up, so make sure yeah. you take care of that. Go get Be you vaccinated. Some, go get you some hot chocolate. But speaking of hot chocolate, we got to talk about something real quick. We do um, every week, uh, whether we do the podcast or we do the uh, Miss ninety eight WCBI scoreboard show. McKinley and I have a, a vice, and it's actually a pretty healthy vice. We like it's the vice. we like the uh, sugar free drinks that you can get from Strange Brew. They have the, I mean, you know, we're, we're both two guys kind of watching our figure. So we go to Strange Brew and kind of get that caffeine kick, you know, we're before the 10 o'clock or 9.30 hour at the football show. But after a long day of work, I, I, I came over here today and McKinley had me a, what drink did you order for me today? The Aztec hot chocolate. A, he knows how fond I am about the uh, South American Native, South American Native American groups, the Aztecs. <laughs> and he also knows that I'm a big fan of the Pontiac Aztec. So he knew this uh, hot chocolate was right up my alley. But here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm a big fan of the Aztecs of all forms. San Diego State, anything. But even Strasburg. Yes, yes. But what McKinley didn't know is he had never had this drink tonight. And then tell before what, tonight. Yeah, before tonight. So tell him, tell him what you did when you wouldn't get me. Well, so the, uh, let me just just to, to backstory. A little and we have bit. to give Strange Brew the love because we love them. Oh so. my gosh. Yeah. So, like Brian said, we go to Strange Brew every Friday night before the scoreboard show. I actually go more often than that because it's .4 miles from my house, and they're killing my wallet. When McKinley pulls up, they go, oh, man, hey, Coach, nice haircut. They literally <laughs> do, minus the haircut thing. But uh, they're going, why is that guy using product? But anyhow, um, Brian had an itchy throat. I guess it was last week. He bit into a... Uh, I had, a, pro- t- I had a, a Kodiak cake in a cup, and yeah. it was molten lava, and it burned my throat literally it was on fire when he swallowed it and he didn't he didn't have a remedy for it and we were a little bit before the show and of course he knew i was going to get the coffee for us i could could barely talk so i was like i'm gonna get you something that may soothe your throat a little bit now we could have gone i'm a coffee drinker 
Mm-hmm. And I know you are as well. You, know, you could have gone with some Luden's cough drops, but you love me more than that. That's very, very true. And I love Luden's for what it's worth. <laughs> but uh, I actually asked the lady at the counter. I said, hey, ma'am, you know, I want my usual. I, you know, I want the maroon and white sugar-free 20-ounce hot, you know, no whipped cream. And I said, but I got a buddy that I need. He's got like a little throat itch. She, and she gave me a couple options, but then and she was listing them out. But when she st- said Aztec hot chocolate, I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Before you go to the next, what's in that? She said, well, it's just our regular basic hot chocolate brew, and then we have cinnamon and cayenne pepper. Mm-hmm. I said, you think that'd be good for a sore throat? She said, yeah, probably. I said, I'll have one. And Brian had it, and I don't know if it soothed his throat, but it soothed his heart. I drank it in .5 seconds. I don't know what it tastes like. I drank it so fast. It was so good. It was It was. But delicious. I got one, and got me and Brian both one tonight, and I'm telling you, it's as advertised. I'll say that um, I have long been a lover and a hater on... Diet drinks. Oh, me too. And what I mean by that is, you know, the good ones. I mean, I, I love Diet Coke, yeah. Diet Dr. Pepper, Diet Mountain Dew. They're all terrible for you. But those are okay. But then, you know, you get the off-brand. You get the, the not good sweeteners. That's you know true. What I mean? so I, I, it's a love-hate relationship. But I will say this right now. I know there's calories in that cup I just put down tonight. Yeah. But in terms of a healthier option drink, yeah. you won't find one better than that Aztec hot chocolate. You really sugar-free. won't. Sugar-free. You will, you will not. not. It tastes just like a real one. Like if you wouldn't have said, "Hey, man, there's no sugar in this," you wouldn't have known it. I would not have known it. I'd thought I had to go. Yeah. And they, re- you know, and like Brian said, you know, you're probably still going to be taking down 150 calories if that's mm-hmm. your thing, which it is mine right yeah, now. But I really do that. In- but you get the sugar and all the whipped cream added in it. You're looking at a four, five hundred calories. Like yeah. you're looking at a meal and a drink. Yeah. So there's no difference. It's like buying the Kroger brand of whatever it is you're getting ravioli. And I, and I would also say this. I, I do this, too, and, and I, we'll wrap it up with Strange Brew because they, they're blushing. We're talking about them so much. This is not an ad. This is general love. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. Yeah, this has no – don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't expect any monetary compensation <laughs> or free Aztec hot chocolates on Friday night. Nothing like that. Um, but what what I, I like to do is I like to go on a Saturday and I get me the gosh almighty for the Rebels. And then on Sunday on the way to church, I always get me a maroon and white. Because they're two contrasting drinks. They really are. They don't I, taste anything alike. But, but I, and I like them both, but I always get a, a Ole Miss one on Saturday. I'm actually working my way through the menu like pretty heavily. Like I'm trying something different just about every time. Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, their drinks are fantastic, and I hope everybody's listening, but they ain't no better thing in that building than those oatmeal cream pies. Had to say it. I know. And they've got sugar in them. Oh, so I'm going to have to get one. Later, later. But, man, y'all, it's been a great preview show. Uh, we got the Miss 98 WCBI scoreboard show Friday night. Um, and, you know, there was a conversation had Friday. We don't really know how many of these we're going to do, like if they're going to make us, uh, you know, go back to regular programming after the first of the playoffs or whatever. But we're on board all the way to Hattiesburg. We're, we're going we're, we're to talk to you even uh, even if that maybe has transpired and, you know, they've moved on to something else. Yes. But we're going to keep talking about the uh, football season all the way to the Going to continue so. previewing and maybe even give you a recap after Hattiesburg. For sure. <laughs> Might give you a recap from Hattiesburg. Who maybe. knows Who knows what we do here. But anyway, check us out uh, on the uh, the Happening Pod on Twitter and at Happening Pod on Instagram and at Miss98Scores on Twitter. And you can find the Miss 98 scoreboard page on Facebook as well. And McKinley, his Twitter handle is? McKinley Holland. And my Twitter handle is? BDBaldwin underscore 24. BDBaldwin no underscore 24. Did I say underscore last week too? (laughs) No, you didn't. It's cool. 
No underscore. BD Ball in 24. And uh, those opinions are ours and ours alone. They do not Correct. reflect the thoughts of WCBI, Blue Delta Jeans, or Holland Funeral Directors. Or the Mississippi Radio Group. Or the Mississippi Radio Group. But anyway, be, like I said, be safe traveling to and fro. And uh, be listening for our other podcast we're going to drop this week. We're going to talk a little basketball. We're going to talk about uh, pizza versus taco. A lot of things coming up. And a little spooky season. Absolutely, absolutely. So, all right, guys. McKinley, wrap us up. You're the best at this. Thank you so much for listening, folks. We will catch you Friday night for some football action on the Miss 98 Scoreboard Show.